0: I'm uh-huh.
1: Hello, welcome to the Abundantly Successful Show, the show for conscious entrepreneurs who have the deep desire to turn a passion to a successful and thriving business, all while making a huge, huge impact in the world. I'm your host, Kay Sanders, also known as the creator of possibilities. And I'm super excited you're tuning in again into another episode of, or the interview episode of the Abundantly Successful Show, because today we are going to talk about feng shui and how feng shui can actually help us create more wealth and abundance in our life. And our guest expert, Today is Kim Julien. So she is a feng shui intuitive coach. So she's going to tell us all about how we can really use, you know, set up our office and use feng shui or some feng shui techniques to create more wealth and abundance in our life and our business. So with that said, let me introduce you to Kim. Hello, Kim. Thanks for being here. It's great to have you.
0: Hello, Kay. I'm super excited. I love talking about this topic. One of my favorite topics is to bring more abundance
1: into our lives. And I definitely love that. And I'm definitely going to pick your brain about that. But before we dive into the topic, why don't you share with us a little bit about like who you are, you know, what you do, why you do what you do, so we can kind of get to know you a little bit better.
0: Sure. Yeah. So I, uh, I'm i a feng shui expert, as you mentioned. I'm also intuitive. So that really helps me with the feng shui aspect of things. I'm able to really connect into intuition, to angels, to your guides, all of that. And then I also do life and business coaching that combines a lot of those things as well as actually processing emotions, which people oftentimes like to avoid. But that is a whole another thing, and I really kind of how I got into the feng shui aspect of things. I feel like I've actually been doing it since I was in the seventh grade. I had an episode where I lost all of my friends at that period of time in my life, and started moving things around in my room, and uh, until it felt right, kind of like the whole you know princess thing. And when it felt right, then I actually had sort of the desire and the motivation to get out and, and then met new friends as a result of that. So started then when I was in, um, when we moved into a new home, I actually discovered actual feng shui. So I found out the term for what I was doing and that made some really big impacts and shifts in our lives when I started to apply the principles, and I'm like, wow, this stuff really, really works. So I've been trained. I went through certification back in 2014. It was 99 hours plus of training. It's a wow. long um, 10-month program, and so really learned way more about it than I was able to glean from all of the books that I had read over the years.
1: Wow, that's interesting. Uh, I mean, I guess, like, let's start with, like, what exactly is feng shui? I know the first time I heard about it, I thought it was some fancy food.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Yeah, so feng shui, the way that I like to think about feng shui, it's, number one, it's an ancient Chinese art and a science, so it's both of those things, but the way that I like to think about it is it helps create an environment that energetically supports the things that you want to be, do, and have in your life. So it essentially speeds up the law of attraction. And it, everything in feng shui is related to intention. Like, what's the point? It's not just about moving something or placing something, but why are you doing it? What is that you want to draw into your life? And we also look at balance. So feng shui literally means wind and water and when you think about wind and water wind is you know obviously up in the air water is down below there's a really lot of balance to even just those two words, wind and water, and they also relate to the elements, which is another big facet of feng shui. Is about bringing balance in the elements and plants. So you see, I've got my little backdrop here. Um, it's really important to have like living energy in your space, whether it's real or whether it's a picture. It uh, you know the intention is the important piece around that. So that's kind of the basic gist of feng shui. A lot of people think you have to move everything around. You don't. Mm -hmm. Lots of times we just place a small mirror. It might even be something that we put behind a picture or something like that. So very small adjustments make a big impact.
1: Wow. That's interesting. So, you know, how exactly does now feng shui, you know, like the environment in our office, like how does that really affect our, our success?
0: Yeah. So every area in your home and in your office Relates or correlates to an area in your life, and I'm going to show you like a little quick visual here. This is what we call a feng shui bagua, and this is a mental map of your space. So, this correlates, you'll see, in um, when we're looking at this, the bottom area is your front door or the door to your office, and then the, the main areas that I'll just point out that we're going to be talking about today is the wealth corner, which is the back left corner. So, if you're standing at the door, it's going to be the back back left corner of your space. That's going to be your wealth corner. And that's really what we're going to be focusing on. This um, this is available on my website also, and you guys will be able to find out how you can get a copy of this um, also later. But every area in your life correlates to an area in... Uh, your home or office and so when somebody has something that they're feeling stuck around or if maybe they're having difficulty with their uh fame or reputation we'll look at that particular area of their home and see what's going on there you know maybe it's not um fully complete sector of that space you know a lot of rooms are not square a lot of homes are not square Or rectangular, they oftentimes have little pieces that jut in and out. And so that is something that we look at. And then the wealth area in particular is what we look at when we're wanting to boost abundance. So that's what we're gonna be focusing on today.
1: So you mentioned that you showed that card that, how do you pronounce it again? Bagua?
0: Bagua, yeah. So Bagua, actually, the word ba means eight, and gua means sides. So it's eight sides, which when you look at the little shape in the middle here, Mm -hmm. that has eight sides. Um, We put it in the square because that's a simpler way to work with it. And then the center is always the health area. So the center makes up the health, but the sides around, around the outside is, um, there are eight of them and there's eight areas plus the health center. And then what
1: exactly do you do with it? How do you use this?
0: Yeah, so you um can place this on your home. So based on where the front door is, the front door would be along this line. Um and basically you just divide the space in nine equal sections. So it's, it gets a little bit complicated when the space is not square or rectangular, um, but you can apply it to your home that way. So you can look and see like, where's my wealth corner? Where's my partnership corner? What's going on in health? You can also apply it to your actual office so, or a bedroom. And again, based on where the door is located, and you can also apply it to your desk. So when you're sitting at your desk, that would be where the door is. So your wealth corner of your desk is going to be the, um, the
1: top left corner of your desk. Hmm, that's pretty interesting. Okay. Yeah. So now how exactly, I mean, since you mentioned the wealth corner, so what, how exactly can we use feng shui to create more wealth and abundance in our, in our life and in our business?
0: Yes. So there's actually three key areas that affect our wealth. And the first area is the front door because that is where all the energy comes into a space. So there's a lot of people, especially in the Western world, that don't necessarily use their front door. They might go in and out of the garage. I know me coming from Minnesota in the winter, I sure as heck was not going to get out of my car and go in through the front door. Mm -hmm. I was going in through the garage, You know, oftentimes shutting the garage before I would even go in because of the wind (laughs) and the snow and all of that. But the front door is where all the energy comes in. So that is a really key factor in wealth. We want to make sure that the front door opens fully so that the you are open fully to all of the opportunities available to you. You mm-hmm. want to use your front door. So going in and out your front door, um, even if it's just like when you're taking the dog for a walk or when you're going to get the mail or something like that, using the front door and activating that energy is helpful. Having your front door stand out. Is really important. So sometimes uh, you might hear a lot of times about painting your front door red for feng shui. And the reason for that is we want the front door to stand out. Now, if you have a red brick home, I would not paint your front door red because it's not going to stand out. It's going to blend in. So we want it to be a different color than any of the other um, areas of the home, than the shutters even. So it stands out and you can draw the attention to that particular area. One thing I always like to ask people too is, does your doorbell work? Do does you know? Can opportunity actually knock? Right. If your doorbell doesn't work and you don't have a knocker on your door, how are you going to hear if somebody is there, or if the opportunities are there? So it's an energy thing, thinking about it energetically, too. So interesting. Uh, yeah, that's the first area of uh, that I look at when I look at wealth. The second area that I look at is the stove, oddly enough. <laughs> because our stove, no matter where it's located, is associated with the um, wealth. And the reason for that is it was thought the more people that you could feed, the more money that you had coming in, right? The more abundance, right? So more burners is better. (laughs) If you have like six burners instead of four, that's awesome. That's a really good thing. And we want to make sure, of course, that the stove is clean, that we keep it clean, uh, that we're not having like a bunch of stuff piled on it, like, uh, like pans and that type of thing. And then using all the burners. Most people just use the burner in the right front. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right? Like if you think about it, but using all of the burners is going to help activate more wealth for you as well.
1: That's interesting. Wow. Okay. And and now in, in our office, I mean, is there anything that could actually block, like, let's say the way we have our office set, the way our home is set, can we actually then in a way block the abundance, block the wealth to come to us?
0: Yeah. So that's a, that's a great question because, you know, definitely that can happen at the front door. If there's like a big tree that's in front of your front door, if you have bushes that are overgrown. That can definitely block your abundance Um, and with the stove, like we talked about as well. And then the wealth corner is the other area, the third area that I didn't mention that we always look at around wealth. And sometimes we have um, energy blocked there as in clutter. Like we might have a lot of clutter in that particular area of our home, which can be blocking our abundance. When we look at our office, that is... um, You know, again, clutter on horizontal surfaces can create um, sort of that sense of overwhelm, which then can block the flow of abundance that's coming to us. But also the way that your desk is positioned can have an impact on your wealth and abundance with your business. So where should we put our desk to allow, allow abundance? Love that question. And I have a little visual uh, around that. I love visuals. (laughs) I know, right. So I I will share, first of all, the challenging directions because sometimes people have um, uh, areas, you know, where they've got their desk placed is um, difficult. Mm -hmm. And so the top one here is where the desk is in line with the door. And that is really just a lot of energy, too much energy coming at you. Somebody that has their desk in that type of position is probably going to have trouble focusing is maybe going to be like feeling like they're pulled in a lot of different directions because they just have all this energy coming at them. So one thing that you can do if sometimes people can't move their desk, right? Like it's the only possible place. Like I actually have this, I actually have this in my office now. So the door is right to my right here. And, um, I, I, there's no other way where to put the desk because it doubles, you know, here in Hawaii space is at a premium and Mm -hmm. this room doubles as a, um, guest room as well. So there's a bed in the room as well. So there's no other place to put it. So what I did is I hung a small crystal, and I'll just show you the little crystal that I'm talking about. I hung a 20 millimeter crystal. So just a tiny little crystal. This is faceted. It has, um, it is round. It's got a little hole in the top where you can hang it from, and it has 30% lead in it. So this helps balance the energy. We use these little crystals a lot in homes, and it helps balance or divert in this case, the energy. So I hung this crystal between the door and my desk. And what that does for me then is it actually helps like defray that energy that's coming at me. And now I feel calmer. I'm able to focus more. It's just a a nice calming energy. So that's kind of one area the other thing that can be is where people are too close to the door So in this particular case this desk is um, You know really right in front of the door and I had a client that had this circumstance. He was actually um, Ran a company and in his office he had like kind of behind him like a big credenza and things like that So this was really the only place for the desk And it was right in the door and what we call this is as you can see the gatekeeper position So this is where you end up having to handle a lot of things that you wouldn't normally have to handle. So, And that was the case with this man. He was having to handle all kinds of stuff that really his manager or other staff, should be dealing with. But everyone kept coming to him with all of the problems. So we did very similar. We hung a little crystal between the door and his desk and that stopped for him. So then he was able to, he actually, after that, we did a bunch of other feng feng shui adjustments in their space. But after that, a, a key manager that had left the company came back And was able to handle, you know, a lot of the stuff that he, um, you know, shouldn't have been handling. And then this is another circumstance that is difficult. So this is vulnerable to the door. So where you cannot see the door. Um, so at least in these circumstances, you have sort of a view of the door. Even me, I like have a little side view of the door here. You definitely have a view of the door, but here you don't, you're not able to see the door, which means that you're not able to see what's coming. And you're not able to be prepared for what's coming. And sometimes people will have their desk against a wall this way. So they're actually like facing a wall, um, which again is challenging because you are um, blocking your vision and you're not able to see what's coming. So what you would want to do in that circumstance, if you do have the circumstances, you would want to place, and, and maybe this is the only place to put the, the desk, right? You would want to place a mirror on this wall so that you can actually see the door. So that would give you the vision of being able to see the door. If you have your desk against the wall, you could actually put the mirror like in front of your desk, um, so that you'd have that vision of the um, of the wall, or I mean, of the door, so you can see what's coming. So that's, that's pretty open. interesting. Yeah, okay. it's really a lot of times people don't think about that. Like they're just mm. like, oh yeah, this is where my desk is. But when they move it, then they find the difference. So this is going to be the the best positioning for desks. And this is what we call the command position. So all of these desks in the different examples are in command, which means they are um, able to see the door. They're facing the door, but they're not in the doorway. They're actually as far as possible from the door. So like this one, you know, they're they're farther from the door. Again, this one at an angle farther from the door, and this one as well. And again, you know, all of these, um, I, I don't, sometimes we'll do this um, positioning. It kind of depends on what the office looks like, but I really love to have a solid wall behind us. And you and I were talking about that,
1: right? Because yeah. how
0: does that make you feel when you have a solid wall behind you? Uh,
1: for me, I mean, I hate if there's nothing behind me, it makes me feel very creepy. If, I, if someone could come behind me, I, I don't like that. So I need to have that, that, uh, that wall behind me. My, my door is actually like where your fingers are at. That's uh, on that picture. That's where my, my desk is. So I can actually see the, the door. Uh, I have another uh, desk actually in the corner right here. So my son sits on it. So he's actually facing the wall. Cause it's like one of those L shaped desks, uh, yep. and with the back to the door for me, I, I could not sit there because you never know what creeps up on you behind you. So I really like that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's that feeling of support, Mm -hmm. um, which is the other thing,
0: um, the, that I want to talk about is high back chairs, because that's also a feeling of support. Having a chair with a high back Mm -hmm. is, um, is important because it's about being the executive of your business. And I've had clients where they actually are sitting on a Bosu ball So they have like no back to their chair and there's just not a lot of support for you there then. Um, You're not able to be sort of that executive of your business when you are not um, acting
1: like one, right? Mm -hmm. So I guess in a way, the bouncy balls are good for your health, but not so good when it comes to feng shui. So I guess it's more like you do it for for a little while, but then you go back on your office chair basically
0: yes yeah or use the use the bosu ball when you are watching tv or something like that right don't use it when you're working
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay and then you mentioned crystal i think i would like to you know kind of touch on that so you know are there any other crystals that you can use to you know create more you know a better energy in your office Uh, because i know you mentioned this one crystal i don't remember what you what you called. what was the name of that
0: um, so these are just, it's a round crystal. There's many different brands. Um, Swarovski makes a, a crystal that has 30% lead. There's lots of, I think this is an as for crystal. Um, there's lots of different brands. They're easily accessible on uh, Amazon or whatever. And it's uh, the, the characteristics are what are important so that it is round, that it's faceted and that it has 30% lead. And then I typically will hang this from a nine inch red thread or a nine inch fishing line. And the nine is significant in feng shui because nine is about reaching new heights. It's the last number before they repeat again. And so it's a very lucky number in feng shui. So I would cut that thread or that fishing line in a you know, a, a multiple of nine, so it could be nine centimeters, nine inches, eighteen inches. You know, a multiple of nine, and then the red. If you want to use a red thread, red is a lucky color in feng shui, and so that again just boosts the power of um, the crystal. And you could actually use even if you have your desk in a really great position, you could actually hang one of these crystals over your desk or in the middle of your office, and that will actually help you bring bring clarity you and help balance the energy in your space as well
1: i like that i think i need to get one of those that's pretty interesting yeah Yeah, they're awesome i i have you uh, there's many 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 uses for these in feng shui Mm -hmm. interesting i did not know that feng shui actually incorporates the crystals as well now earlier you mentioned three areas of you know that impact your wealth and abundance i think we only covered two i believe right So what's the third one, or maybe kind of, can you like touch on those three real quick and then, you know, just kind of fill us in on the third one?
0: Yeah, certainly. So the three areas are the front door the stove and the wealth corner. Um, so the two that we really talked about, we talked about the front door and kind of things that you can do around that. We talked about the stove. And then the wealth corner is another area of your space that is um, really important. There's some common things that happen uh, around the, that wealth corner that can be causing issues, right? Um, so if you have your wealth corner in a garage, so if you have, um, when you're looking at this, Um, Bagua, your garage, if it's attached, is part of this. So it would be within this space. And in my old home, I actually had like almost all of it. Like this whole section was my garage. I had a two-car garage, and then I kind of had a kitchen behind, dining room, and living room, and then obviously a bedrooms upstairs and that type of thing. But a big chunk of my bagua was in the garage. Some people have their wealth corner might be a garage. And so we want to make sure that, you know, it's not cluttered. We want to make sure that it's organized. You're not keeping your garbage cans there, right? That would be something that would be important um, because any type of clutter or dirt or discord, disorganization affects your money and the abundance that's flowing to you. Sometimes people might have a, 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 an area missing. So they might have a home where like the garage is here and the rest of the house is here and this is actually not there. Um, So that might be a missing, what we call in feng shui, a missing piece. And that obviously can affect your wealth. If you're missing the wealth corner, it can affect and impact your wealth. Uh, So that is another aspect. Sometimes people will have a fireplace in their wealth corner and that energetically burns up your money. So in that particular circumstance, we want to actually add some sort of water. So you could actually put like a a picture of water over the fireplace. You could add a mirror. Mirrors are water in feng shui. You could add a shell or a boat or something on or above that fireplace to help dampen that um, draining energy, essentially, or that fire energy on your money. Um, Speaking of drains, bathrooms. If you have a bathroom in your wealth corner, I had this in my previous house and I did like I pulled out all the stops and did everything I knew to potentially do um, Mm -hmm. with the bathroom. But I I, essentially kept doing layer upon layer upon layer because bathroom and wealth, the, the toilet is your biggest drain in your home. So no matter where it is, it's the biggest drain. So number one tip around that, keep your toilet seats down, like the actual cover down because that actually helps contain the draining energy of your toilet. So I had a client that had trouble. She had a son and her husband that were not keeping the toilet seats down, right? As happens. And uh, she told them about the feng shui aspect of it. And wouldn't you know, they started keeping it down. Like that was what they needed to hear. Like, oh, this is draining our money. Okay, I'll put the, you know, I'll put the toilet
1: seat down if that's what it means, you know. So it can be an incentive. Okay, I think I need to do that because I think from, from, your, from your side the uh, cart up there, I think that's where my money, wealth corner. I mean, my bedroom is back there and then I have the, the bathroom in there. So I think I need to keep my toilet seats down too.
0: Yeah, regardless of where they are in the home, I would keep uh-huh. them down for sure. Interesting. So how can I make yeah. my son do that? Yeah, so
1: so tell him he's he's gonna have he more abundance care. and he's gonna have more money. How old is he? He's fourteen, going on twenty-five, but still acting sometimes like a ten-year-old.
0: Thir- well, they care about money. Tell him he's gonna have more good things come to him if he puts the
1: toilet seat okay, down. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna let him watch this this interview. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Perfect. Okay, that's pretty interesting. So, um. Okay. So one thing that you mentioned, I think I would like to touch on some, you mentioned clutter. So I'm guessing it is very important that all area of your house are without clutter, right? Or can you, yes. can you like touch on that real quick? And like, how about cleaningness or anything like that? Like, do we need to watch out for anything like that, even in our office, for example?
0: Yes, yeah, so clutter is stuck energy, <laughs> essentially, okay. and it really helps weigh you know weighs us down. Um, what I often find if um, people have a lot of clutter in their homes, oftentimes they tend to be overweight because we take that that weight or that heaviness on uh, as well. So it definitely does impact us. It also impacts like our focus and how we're able to get things accomplished. So as I mentioned in the office in particular, having things like stacked on horizontal surfaces and not having like a clear space is going to cause you challenges in your business. So one thing I love to do at the end of the day is to clear off my desk so that it it is a nice, clean, clear space. So when I come in in the morning, I have like sort of that fresh, canvas, if you will, and that open energy to be able to do things. So getting, um, you know, if you have like a file system where you can file things away or you have things that you can stand on end versus like piling them, that's going to be better for the the energy of it. There's a great book that I love to recommend to all my clients around the clutter clearing and it's called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. It's by Marie Kondo. Her last name is K-O-N-D-O. It's a number one New York Times bestseller. She actually has a couple books out now, but the first one will give you the system. And it's really a beautiful way to go through your home, not room by room, but by category and really actually feel the energy of the things that are in your space because she talks about wanting to surround yourself with things that spark joy, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Because if you surround yourself with all things that make you feel good, you are going to feel better. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I like to do is like, I have my vision board like right here so I can look at it. I have a whiteboard with my goals up there. You know, so when I look at it, you know, I feel like excited. I have like a bunch of, you know, other affirmations like across the, the office and stuff. And you know, it really does put me in a much better, better mood. And the same with like the declutter. One of the things that I realized was like last year my mom was visiting and I mean, I know I want to move. So I thought, you know, mom is here. She can help me out. So we really decluttered a whole lot of stuff. And it really felt like lifting weight off my shoulders. My home was a lot cleaner. I mean, I'm not saying my house is dirty, but it's like there was just so much stuff, stuff in like shelves and things like that. And just getting all that stuff out. I I don't know. I felt like I could breathe a lot better. That was pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, and that's there is a correlation between that, um, between being able to breathe and the amount of clutter. So people, again, that have a lot of clutter tend to have more difficulty breathing, or they can't catch their breath, or they feel overwhelmed—that type of thing.
1: Interesting. Now it all makes sense. Uh, yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so now, what can we do to really get started? So let's say, I mean, now we know a little bit more about about you know feng shui. What? Where can we start? What can we do to really start? You know, kickstarting our you know our wealth and abundance.
0: Yeah, so I have a beautiful free gift that is Ooh, my I like nine. It. I know, right? It's my nine fast feng shui fixes to attract abundance. It's my best tips for attracting abundance, and that is something that is um, free. I think maybe you're going to post the link there as well. Yes. Um, they can also grab it on my website, findingyourfiji.com, and you'll actually get a uh, free bagua like this um, with an explanation of that uh, also comes with uh, a way for you to calculate what type of home you live in. So that's always helpful to know. And then those nine great tips for attracting abundance as well.
1: So you mentioned like what type of house you live in, like can you kind of touch on that? What do you mean with that?
0: Yeah. So if you notice on the Bagua, there's numbers Mm -hmm. and our address and the number of our home correlates and helps us determine what type of house we live in.
1: Hmm. Okay. So is it kind of like with the numerology or what do you mean with the number?
0: Yeah, it's a little bit like that, but it's related to, so, so for instance, if your house calculates to a four, you live in a wealth house, you're probably going to have a lot of abundance in that home. You're probably going to have a lot of good, um, flow to things. Mm -hmm. If you live in a, um, you know, a seven house, you're going to be more creative. Like that's going to be more of a creative house, that type of thing. So it's just to give you, it's not necessarily anything you have to do anything with, but it's just to give you information. And it usually makes sense when you look at how things have flowed for you in your home. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think mine
1: is a 10. What would that be then? Um, mm-hmm. Is it? So it's one, two, zero, one, six. So that's six, seven, eight, nine, 10.
0: So then you yeah. would always get it down to one number. So it would okay. actually be a one. You would be in a
1: one home, which is
0: a career home.
1: Yeah, you know, funny thing <laughs> is, for a, I looked at a numerology one and it says entrepreneur. So no family and stuff. So that explains uh, why I'm still single. <laughs> oh, <to> uh, <laughs> uh, no, we actually, there's probably a
0: bunch of things we can do in your bedroom around that. Oh, uh, boy, whole, I,
1: maybe we need to talk. <laughs> that's a whole other topic, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, great. I mean, is there anything else that we we should cover? I mean, I know we covered a lot of, you know, feng shui. Is there anything else that you can think of that we should touch on before we come to the end?
0: Um, I think that is, we've, we've covered a lot of stuff. We've given a lot of people a food for thought. I think the main thing is for people to look at their space in a different way. So really looking at the fact that their, their things in their space impact them and have an effect on them. And so really taking a look at what is there and if they don't love it, to let it go, um, to move things around so that feels better for them.
1: And I guess declutter is a good word here. Get rid of all the stuff that you don't need and get some breathing room, right?
0: Yes, and bless others with it. So a lot of people are like, oh, you know, I just, I, I might need that or whatever. I always like to subscribe to the just in time method rather than the just in case so a lot of people keep things because oh just in case I might need that in the future but I like to think oh just in time like when I need it in the future if I need it in the future it will come back to me or I'll be able to purchase it right like if I really need it
1: yeah I love it I love it okay great well you know I mean, thank you so much for you know for for sharing so much. I mean, do you have any? I mean, well, you already mentioned like you know how people can kind of get in a hold of you. But do you have any other ways people can get a hold of you if they would like to learn more about feng shui or learn more about you or maybe even have a conversation with you? How can they reach out to you?
0: Yeah, so um, I do have a website, findingyourfiji.com, and it's F-I-J-I is um, the website, and I do offer a free virtual coffee chat, so if people are, you know, they're thinking maybe they need some help, but they're not sure exactly what they need help with, I can chat with them and find out what what might be going on and give them a few tips. I also actually um, am offering $50 off any feng shui consult with the coupon code PODCAST, So if they use that coupon code podcast and they book a feng shui consultation with me, they'll be able to save $50.00 on that um as a thank you to you for having me on the well, thank show you yeah you're welcome and then i do offer one of the other things that i offer that people might be interested in is i have a youtube channel that has every friday i offer um a quick feng shui tip so it's feng shui fridays and there's a new tip every single friday and they're all you know in a playlist there that's called feng shui friday so they can go back and watch the other videos as well so that's another great
1: resource for them Okay, I'll definitely check it out because I think I need to, you know, update, upgrade my office a little bit too. I want some more wealth, right? We all do. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, so good. Okay, I mean, do you have any last, you know, last thoughts, last last piece of advice, advice you would like to leave us with?
0: Um, I would say that... The, the more that you focus on what you have and the gratitude that you have for the things in your life and the abundance that is flowing, so honoring the money and the things that
1: are flowing into your life, the more you will attract of it. You know what? I love it. And, you know, thank you for, you know, adding that because I think gratitude is such a huge peace and everything so I think that's a great yeah. way to end this you know this uh, this uh, interview today so you know Kim thank you so much for for being here for taking your time you know out to be here with me today and with the audience you know to share your wisdom and knowledge about feng shui I definitely learned a lot so definitely got to look more into that so thanks again for yeah. being here oh you're so welcome thank you for having me And I also want to thank you guys again for, you know, for tuning in, for being here, for being present. I mean, we are coming here together. I bring on these amazing guest experts to really share some valuable tips, tricks, topics, strategies, so you can really become more abundant in your life, more wealthy, you know, more successful. And so you can really go out there, make the difference in the world that you are meant to make. And of course, I'm pretty sure you want to make this difference. So, you know, I really hope you like these, uh, these interviews, the, the, the topics that we're sharing, if you would like to leave a comment, you know, there's, there's, there's a, but, there's a little box below. Leave a comment. Let us know what you think about this. If you have any questions, post them too. I make sure I, pr- I pass them along to the to the guest experts. So, you know, leave a comment. If you like this, share it, comment, you know, subscribe to the YouTube channel to make sure that you're getting notified for the next interviews. And once again, you know, thanks for tuning in. I will see you again in the next episode. Next Tuesday is going to be another solo episode. And, you know, so thank you for being here and I hope you have an amazingly abundant and successful day.